Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over $10 million in total prize money in their Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with promo code FSE, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code FSE and draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down the top five easiest and the top five hardest strength of schedule for the running back position to open the fantasy football season. Today, we're going to break down a bunch of strength of schedule stuff, particularly in the early portion of the season. Yesterday, I talked about the pass catchers. If you guys missed it, go check it out after this video. If you guys enjoy this video at any point, if I feel if you feel like I provided you with some value and you got something from this, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're new around here, and comment any of your thoughts down below as well. I will answer whatever you comment. But before we get into it, as always, got to hit the intro. Okay, so if you missed yesterday's video, I'm just going to recap my rationale from yesterday's video real quick. The early season schedule is all that I'm focusing on in this video today. So these are only based on the first six games. And the reason that I didn't include, you know, midseason schedules and playoff schedules when we're drafting is for a couple of reasons. Number one, defenses are subject to change year over year. There's a lot of moving pieces and usually it's not very sticky year over year, which defense will be good for the entire season. But for the beginning of the season, usually that is a little bit more sticky. So with injuries and all that kind of stuff, it's all subject to change. So once we get into the season, I'll break down, you know, playoff schedules and stuff like that. And number two, I trade like a degenerate, right? I'm selling high and buying low, like I'm Jordan Belford in 1989. So the reason I don't really care about playoff schedule or late season schedule when I'm drafting is because that I'm I'm probably not going to have the same players on my team from my draft as I will towards the end of the season because I'm always looking to buy and upgrade and you know downgrade wherever I need to. So um, that's partially why I'm not going to talk about playoff schedule in this video. Uh, for those of you guys that were curious, that's why we are covering the first six games only. And this data, if you guys are interested in checking it out for yourselves, will be posted to the Patreon. So for those of you guys who are members over there, it'll be uh, posted um, on you know today or whatever. I'll post the wide receivers and the running backs data. If you're not linked down below to get a tons of data like this, our rankings for Dynasty and Redraft, our manifestos are live right now, constantly updated over there. First dibs on Dynasty decisions and a ton of other benefits. So if that interests you, check out the link in the description. So what I'm doing in today's video is a strength of schedule metric that I created last year. And what the strength of schedule metric is made up of is 30% adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running back position. So that accounts for schedule as well. 30% receiving fantasy points allowed. So PPR production allowed to the running back position, receptions, yards, receiving touchdowns. 20% run defense DVOA per football outsiders. And 20% run defense grade per PFF. So I got a collection of a bunch of different sources that measure how good a run defense can be. And I kind of combine them all together to make, to make sure I got the most unbiased form of run defense grades that we can get. So this is how the team stacked up last year. And again, it won't be a one-to-one -one carryover, but it should give us a decent idea of which uh, run defenses we want to be scared of earlier in the season in which we don't. And the usual culprits are at the top, right? The New Orleans Saints, Washington Commanders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baltimore Ravens, Los Angeles Rams, 
Indianapolis Colts. These are the type of defenses that we don't want to fuck with. If we uh, have a fantasy running back, we do not want to be playing against these type of defenses and vice versa. The Detroit Lions, Texans, you know, Jaguars, Falcons. We know these run defenses aren't very good. So without further ado, these are the running backs that will be affected by their early schedule. The top five easiest running backs from five to one is how I'm going to do this first. And um, the overall strength of schedule score is going to be based on my own kind of opinion. I'm going to break these down based on what I think of the running backs uh, strength of schedule based on the skill set of the running back. And you'll know what I mean once I actually start talking about these guys. So number five is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have the fifth easiest schedule of all the running backs in the NFL. In terms of overall score, the Packers were actually the best. They had the highest overall score because they have some big-time cupcakes like the Jets and the Giants. But those run defense units should be slightly improved this year. So they uh, land at number five on this list. I'm not huge on the Packers running backs at their current price right now because I think Aaron Jones is being priced up a little bit too much because of Devontae Adams' departure. And A.J. Dillon is being priced up a little bit too much because um, of his standalone role and then the obvious you know, caveat if Aaron Jones ever were to miss time. But to me, he's a little bit more of like an expensive Kareem Hunt. So I'm not really in on either of these running backs at their current price right now. But overall, a definitely uh, favorable schedule. None of these matchups really scare you, except for maybe like the Buccaneers, maybe the Patriots, maybe the Bears. But for the most part, all these matchups should be very, very favorable for both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So there's a good chance that these dudes get out to a hot start, particularly with Aaron Rodgers and the wide receivers trying to work out chemistry early in the season. They may just lean on these running backs. So number four on this list is the Los Angeles Chargers. Of course, this is Austin Eckler and Isaiah Spiller. This schedule is absolutely golden for Austin Eckler specifically. The first four games, you get four defenses that are exploitable both on the ground and through the air at the running back position. Not to mention, these should all be games where the Chargers are expected to score a lot of points. And I talked about this in the pass catchers video yesterday that I think the Chargers could be the best offense in the league in the month of September because they play the Raiders and the Chiefs the first two games. High-scoring offenses, probably going to be high over-under type of games per Vegas. And then they play the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans the next two games after that, who are absolutely terrible teams. So the Chargers could get off to a huge start. Austin Eckler could have you know six, seven touchdowns after the four, uh, first four games of the season or so. So a uh, lot of receptions, a lot of scoring opportunity coming for Austin Eckler early in the season. Number three is the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, the Panthers matchup that they have in week one will probably be tough, especially on Nick Chubb because they're very good uh, in between the tackles against running backs. But there is definitely some cupcakes on this schedule. And more importantly, some games that the Browns will actually be able to win, which in my opinion is the biggest problem with the Browns situation right now. And it's the reason I'm out on Nick Chubb is because I don't trust Jacoby Brissett to be the quarterback for the first couple games, however long Deshaun Watson is suspended for. But they do have winnable games against the Panthers, against the Jets, against the Steelers, and against the Falcons in the first four weeks of the season. So they can definitely rely on the run, try and win the game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So overall, I think the Browns have a really favorable schedule to start the season. We can move on to number two, which is the New Orleans Saints and Alvin Kamara most notably. Aside from the Panthers, again, this is a very exploitable schedule for Kamara. Assuming he's not suspended, which I don't think he will be because his trial is not until October, the only way he could get suspended at this point is if a video of the assault actually came out. The Buccaneers had previously been a really tough run defense, and they still are a tough run defense, but they were actually the second worst team in the NFL last year at allowing fantasy points through the receiving game to the running back position. And we know that Alvin Kamara is one of the best in the NFL, if not the best in the NFL, as a receiving back. So the Falcons, the Buccaneers, Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, all of these teams are susceptible to receiving backs. The Bengals, Bucks, and Seahawks all rank top five 
in the NFL last year in receiving fantasy points allowed to the running back position. And then the Vikings and the Falcons were also top 10 in the NFL. So a lot of very exploitable receiving matchups for Alvin Kamara. So that's kind of where this comes in with uh, me providing context of the type of running back we're talking about. If we got a running back that's very good in the receiving game and a bunch of defenses that stink in the receiving game, then I'm going to be exploiting those matchups for sure. And number one on this list, speaking of running backs that are very good in the receiving game, is DeAndre Swift for the Detroit Lions. The Lions last year were victim to a brutal opening schedule. It was one of the reasons some people were out on DeAndre Swift, but this year it looks a lot more favorable. In addition to a lot of these teams being soft against the run, except for Washington, uh, as you guys can see there, these were their ranks in receiving fantasy points allowed last year. 26th, 25th, 21st, 32nd, and 24th. These were all you know, bottom third of the NFL running back uh, matchups for stopping pass-catching running backs. These uh, matchups are super, super favorable for DeAndre Swift. He is very likely to make his hay as a receiving back. We know this about him. He averaged like six, seven targets a game when he was on the field last year. So the fact that he has a bunch of easy receiving back matchups to start the season is very, very encouraging. And this makes me a little bit more interested in DeAndre Swift. Not that I already didn't love him, but I did actually move him up a couple spots. Initially, I had Mike Evans and you know CeeDee Lamb, a couple other receivers ahead of him at the tail end of the first round, uh, early part of the second round. But DeAndre Swift, a guy that I'm very comfortable taking at that like 112, 201 type of area if you guys have a late round pick this year. So uh, let's move on to the hardest uh, running back schedules to start the season. Number five is the Buffalo Bills with James Cook and Devin Singletary. You guys can see the uh, schedule on the screen right now. Pretty, pretty rough start for the Bills rushing attack. Most of these defenses are pass funnel defenses, so I wouldn't expect a ton on the ground from James Cook and from Devin Singletary. James Cook is definitely the guy that I want out of this backfield, and I think he should be just fine because I think most of his value will come as a receiving back anyway. And potentially high-scoring games against the Rams in Week 1, Dolphins in Week 3, Ravens in Week 4, Kansas City Chiefs in Week 6. James Cook could have a lot of you know pass-catching opportunities with the, the Bills having to score points in those games, and also a lot of goal line opportunities. We don't really know how that split is going to shake out between those two running backs. But I got to say, I'm a little bit surprised by James Cook's 101st overall ADP. I really, really expected once he was drafted to Buffalo that the casuals were going to take, you know, second round brother of Dalvin Cook running back on the Buffalo Bills in the fifth round or something. But you can get him. He's actually quite affordable in the eighth, ninth round, depending on your league format, maybe in more casual leagues or more Bills centric leagues like mine, for example, because I'm in Canada, there's a lot of Bills fans in my league. Um, a lot of people might take James Cook a little bit higher, but for the most part, I think he's quite affordable at his current eighth round price tag right now. So number four is the Atlanta Falcons, which is primarily Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. Definitely concerning for Algier specifically because uh, early in the season, I expect Algier to be able to carve out a, a decent size like Mike Davis level role from last year. And aside from the Seahawks defense, none of these uh, run defenses are really um, exploitable up the middle, especially. And Tyler Algier is probably not going to be, you know, heavily, heavily involved in the receiving game. He can definitely, you know, provide you with a little bit. But the New Orleans Saints being like the best run defense in the league, Los Angeles Rams, very tough against the run, Cleveland Browns, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, San Francisco 49ers. To be honest, if you told me to rank these defensive fronts amongst the NFL's best, the Saints, Rams, Browns, Bucks, and 49ers would probably all be in the top eight of my rankings. So not very good news for Tyler Algier getting out to a productive start on the ground. He could struggle early on. And uh, Cordero Patterson is kind of similar to James Cook. I think he'll be just fine. And I'm also kind of surprised that he's not going in like the fifth, sixth round, uh, despite how good he was last year. So the fact that you can get him in the eighth to 10th round is not bad. Could be heavily involved in the receiving game to start the season. Number three on this list is the Los Angeles Rams and specifically Cam Akers. And it pains me to say this because it's kind of a bit of a red flag for Cam Akers. If I don't see that explosiveness return from uh, what we saw in the playoffs where he wasn't very good, 
um, in the preseason. I really need Cam Akers to play in preseason games this year. I've seen certain fantasy doctors bring up the fact that he'll probably take until like midseason to get back to his full efficiency, get back to his full explosiveness pre-Achilles tear. And he's got some tough, tough run defenses to try and do that. And if he doesn't play in the preseason or he plays limited in the preseason, then he might get out to a bit of a slow start from an efficiency standpoint. The saving grace for Cam Akers is that the Rams offense is so good that even if Cam Akers is, you know, not necessarily the most efficient yards per carry type of running back, I'm expecting a lot of scoring opportunities for him. So he could save a lot of these, you know, bad performances from like an efficiency standpoint. It wouldn't shock me at all if he's like 21 carries for 60 yards and two rushing touchdowns in week one against the Buffalo Bills, because the Bills are really tough against the run. But once they get to the red zone, they might lean on Cam Akers. So uh, the less efficient Cam Akers is, the more Daryl Henderson we're likely going to see. So I'm very intrigued to see what Cam Akers does in the preseason. I want to see him look like Florida State Cam Akers, like rookie year Cam Akers, because if he does, then I'll have no problems drafting him You know, at the uh, late part of the second round, early part of the third round, where I have him ranked, which is significantly above his ADP. And you guys know that I'm a huge Cam Akers guy. So the number two toughest schedule on this list is the Carolina Panthers, specifically with the 102, 101 in some cases, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to do Christian McCaffrey things for the most part, as long as he's healthy. But on the ground, I doubt he'll be very efficient to start off the season. Like I said, the Saints, the Browns, you know, the 49ers, the Rams, some of the best run defenses, some of the best defensive fronts in the league. So hopefully, I hope that they give the dirty carries away to Chuba Hubbard or somebody and they let Christian McCaffrey cook in the passing game early on in the season because number one, that'll prevent him from getting injured. It's less likely that he's going to suffer an injury as on a receiving play as it is on a rushing play. And number two, he's just going to score more fantasy points as a receiver than he will as a runner. So as you'll recall from yesterday's videos, these defenses are also tough against the pass. The Panthers had the worst schedule against pass defenses as well. So hopefully they abuse Christian McCaffrey in the receiving game and uh, don't try and rely on DJ Moore and all these other guys with a new quarterback in the fold. So Christian McCaffrey should be the least affected guy of this Panthers offense by a tough opening schedule, but still something to monitor heading into fantasy drafts. And the number one hardest schedule to begin the season, and you can stop me if you've heard this before, is Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. I feel like every single year we're talking about how Saquon has a tough opening schedule. None of these defenses are cupcakes. The Titans, the Panthers, the Cowboys, the Bears, the Packers, and the Ravens, they're all good defenses against you know varying levels of success against the run. But um, the thing with Saquon and why I love him this year and why he's you know a consensus top 10 pick for me in terms of my overall rankings is we're betting so much on the elite talent running back that we saw in 2018, 2019, and anytime he's been healthy getting back to full strength and being healthy this year and getting his huge workload that we saw from him as a rookie and as a second year running back. So schedule shouldn't really play a huge part for Saquon Barkley, but it would be nice, obviously, if he had some easy like Jets, Jaguars start to the season where he could get back to his full Saquon Barkley strength, get his confidence up and hopefully get back to the guy that we saw as a rookie and as a second year running back. Hopefully the Titans and the Panthers struggle early on in the season because they're going through some transition, losing some key pieces and the Giants can dominate those matchups, but we'll definitely have to wait and see with the New York Giants. So if you guys enjoyed this video, as always hit the like button. If you received any value, uh, subscribe to the channel. If you are new around here, we're going to be giving you all we got to help you win your fantasy title this coming season. Comment any of your thoughts down below as well. And if you want to take some of this advice straight into action, get some exposure to some of these players like Alvin Kamara or DeAndre Swift before it's too late, the best place to play fantasy this offseason is underdog fantasy. No in-season management. You just draft and it sets your best lineup every single week. You just come back at the end of the season and collect your winnings. It's basically a paid mock draft with the sharpest ADP that you can get you ready to do battle in your home league drafts. I know plenty of you guys have leagues that you care really, really 
uh, dearly about. I'm in the same way. So underdog is the place that I practice for my home league drafts. That trophy behind me has not moved in two years for the same reason that I've been doing underdog drafts the last two years. It's gotten me really, really prepared for my home league. And with code FSE at sign up and first deposit, which is linked down in the pinned comment and in the description, you'll get a hundred percent deposit match on whatever you put in. So if you put in 10 bucks, you'll have $20 on the site to play with. If you put in 20, you'll have 40, et cetera. And as a free gift from us here at FSE, you'll get both our dynasty rankings and our season long rankings manifestos for free as a thank you for using our promo code. So if that interests you, check it out down below. But with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon.